with the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota Black State. stretch run to Mostert, gets the edge left, cuts back inside. Raheem Mostert has four rushing touchdowns and the most yards Listening to the Fourth and Gold Podcast with Javi and Fern. Try to do what's right and not be affected by any of that. And it's just been interesting to watch. And sure, glad that it's over. I'm glad that we got our guy. I'm glad we feel so good about it. And um, I'm just pumped to get him. Welcome to Fourth and Gold Podcast. We are back. It is week five. Um, it is time. Ooh, I, I mean, it is time. It is time to start Trey Lance. By all accounts, it sounds like Trey Lance is going to play. Fernando's got the shimmy. He's got the Steph Curry shimmy. Um, Make him dance. Before we get to all the good stuff with the 49ers, the Yankees did lose yesterday, by the way. Did they? No, absolute disaster, dude. Fucking watch that shit show. That was a disaster. There was no reason to lose that game. (sighs) Whatever. Um, I was over it. In all honesty, (laughs) I told you they were just going to like. Just tease us this whole season. I mean, they got in, and then your number one goes three. And that's like, I knew shit was all fucked up once that happened. Once he gave up that second home, was it the second home run? And was it the third inning or the fourth inning when he got pulled? pulled, Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the third inning. And I was like, oh shit, here we go. Unfortunate, but uh, I think the Yankees will be making some. Some uh, major rehaul on that staff. I don't know. They got to do something. And usually they don't stay pat very often. So the comment section is already being pro Giants. So shout out to all the 49ers fans who are also Giants fans. I'm going to be rooting for the Giants here. on. Yeah, let's go Giants. I'm good with that. Uh, 107 wins. They they look good. You know, Farhan Zaidi is is the man. So shout out to all the Giants fans. Tune in. We appreciate y'all as well. It's pretty good. It's not too shabby. Very good team. But you know who's not a really good team right now? The Niners. You know who else? Ooh. You know who's a really good team? The Cardinals. This is going to be we, tough. Is that who we play? This is going to be, this is a tough one. This is a must win. It's got to be. Who, who uh, we were, this was supposed to be a three and one, four and oh start. And here we are, two and two. I'm unhappy. You're unhappy. People seem pissed off all the way around. Niners, uh, Twitter is a disaster. Niners social media is a disaster. Everyone wants to file, fire Kyle Shanahan. What a week, right? What a week. Dude, Twitter cracks me up. Because you know what? I was I was going off on a tangent last week after the game. I had a couple drinks and I started going crazy. And I just, I guess everyone's the same way on Twitter all the time. They're just fucking shooting at the hip, just saying shit to say shit. It's wild. But I'm loving Gold Dirty Bastards' uh, comment there. Niners going to get the upset. I need that. Absolutely. I need that upset. I need it. I need it. I need it. And it is not going to be easy. This is going to be. This is going to be a show me something kind of game from the 49ers. This is going to be Kyle. Go in the lockbox. Pull out some fucking sure thing plays. Let's get Trey settled. Let's score some touchdowns, and hopefully the defense can pick up. 
kind of where they left off, man. I thought they played really well last week, and hopefully they can they can get Ky- Kyler a little uncomfortable this week. But it's going to be a tough one. We've got our work cut out for us. So let's fucking go through it, bro. It is time. I had to throw that in there. It is. It's time. Um, Trey Lance is a start. <laughs> I had to throw in the Lion King reference because this is what we've been waiting for for years. Niners drafted a rookie. They drafted one high. Um, they went all in on this, and this has to happen, right? Um, the 49ers offense moved in the second half, right? Not initially. The first three drives kind of stalled out. But after that, you saw what Trey can give you. Rewatching the game, Trey and the offense started to get together. And this is what we've been saying. You need to give this guy live reps, right? You need to give him a whole bunch of live reps. So get him those reps, and you're going to see more from him. Steve Young had a really good point today. I don't know if anyone tuned in this evening to KMBR, but Steve Young is on. And as always, I listen to Steve a lot more than I listen to anybody else. So let's just jump right to it. Let's get to Steve real quick. I watched Trey throughout the game, and it reminded me of my Tampa Bay days. He's got a much better team with him right now than I did, but it reminded me of how I played. I was just like everything I had, everything you got, you just got it full speed. It was not very refined. I was not going to go down uh, without a fight. I was, we're going to move the ball. We're going to figure it out. And that last drive was really kind of, it just felt very familiar. Like, and I, and, uh, and I know that Trey's got a much better team than I did, but, but wow, that was kind of, something you can build off of. And I felt that the, the, like I left the game wanting to see more. I know it's going to be crazy and kind of frenetic and, and we're going to have some growing pains and stuff, but I ended up wanting to see more. That's how I always felt about it. Now in reference to Jimmy, Jimmy's so much more polished and the idea of getting to the Super Bowl right now would feel like Jimmy's the best bet because he's more polished, but you can feel the power and the, and the athleticism and the opportunity with Trey, you can feel it and you want to see more of it. And how does Kyle want to deal with that? And I think that um, in the end, I think Kyle screamed at us in the spring and he's going to continue to scream at us at some level in the fall that if I get an opportunity and I think this guy's capable, I'm going to play him. But right now, obviously there's still some, and you can see in the, in the play, you can see why there's some concern. The ball's flying around the sky. I mean, it's like five feet over the zone the slant and, you know, it's, it's chaotic, but because, excuse me, because it was familiar to me, I, you know, I'm willing to, you know, I, 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 I don't know if it's going to work out like me, but I just, I, when I watched him, I was like, Hey, that is something that I can build off of. I agree, Kyle. I mean, Kyle. Yeah. And Steve, yeah, yeah this is something you build off of. You have to build off this, right? Steve has been preaching this since day one. You, you, you've said everything you need to say about how you feel about your current quarterback, right? You yeah. said everything you need to say about how you feel about this roster by bringing back some of these guys. You think this is a playoff team, but you also know that your offense works and you're able to make some things happen. And if, if Trey is even serviceable, you're going to get some production out of him. You saw that towards the end of the game, his ability to move out of the pocket. It was chaos. It was controlled chaos in that second half. Yeah. Kyle set him up to, to run what Jimmy runs. Like this is, you have a completely separate offense for Lance and you didn't have him prep for that. So giving him a full week of preparation, you should see a much improved Trey Lance. Um, and at some point Kyle's going to do this, right? Whether it's Jimmy playing poorly or Jimmy getting injured. Yeah. Unfortunately, Jimmy got injured, whatever the hell that means. Right. Mm-hmm. Who knows? 
because no one wants to be clear on the injury. Was it a bruise? What is a, a strain? Is it a contusion? Is it this? Am I out a couple of weeks or I'm out a couple of days? Oh, the doctor said, give him another day. He might be ready. This smells funny to me on the whole Jimmy Garoppolo injury level thing, whatever. Call me a conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> if you have a strained calf or a contusion on your calf, why are you standing on the sideline the entire time, right? You had your helmet on for a little bit. You take it off. Then you, you Jimmy Garoppolo after the game says it'll be a couple weeks. Then Monday you hear Kyle say, oh, it's a data. It's a, it's a week-to-week thing. And then today was, oh, the doctor said give him another day. He might be able to do something. What? Yeah. It doesn't smell right to me. Doesn't smell right to you? It doesn't smell right to me. No. It doesn't smell right to Jen either. She's a, Jimmy got injured while paying, playing poorly. And <laughs> I mean... It's the case. I mean, things got really ugly for a little bit there. We weren't able to move the ball um, after what looked like we were just going to be able to run it. It would just do whatever we wanted on that defense and it didn't go well. And then all of a sudden he's pulled. You don't know why he's pulled. And then you find out the calf and, and you know, what's going on. And now it's swollen and we'll see how it goes. And Jimmy's preparing and mentally going through things and, um, you know, trying to get himself ready to potentially maybe play this week. This weekend, but you know, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's set up for Trey. This is going to be Trey's first week. It's not maybe the most ideal first week to throw the rookie in there, but he's in there. And Steve said it right. You you could feel the frenetic pace when he was in there, and things started to break down. But that's also he mentioned is similar to to how he went out there. And I think where Trey is going to rely on instincts and his athleticism as he starts to really you know, build on the the ins and outs of Kyle's offense. He's going to have to rely on his athleticism to keep things alive until he feels more comfortable in this offense because Jimmy is more polished. He is more uh, maybe game ready from week to week with regard to Kyle's offense and executing it. But we haven't been doing a good job of that, man. And we, we haven't. We haven't since the second half of that uh Detroit Lions game, right? I mean, since then, the offense hasn't looked that great. So, you know what? I'll go with a frenetic pace, and I'll go with some really great throws and some really shitty throws as long as this guy is picking up first downs with his legs and his arms and just finding a way to just keep the ball moving instead of three and out, three and out, three and out. And it's going to happen, and it's gonna, and he's going to have some of those. But we got to be ready for it. We got to ride the wave a little bit with this kid. But he's going to make some plays like that where he's going to be able to, on his own, similar to the way Colin could do it, and just find a way to pick up first downs. And you see guys like Russell Wilson do it when everything looks awful and the offense looks like it's just, you know, how are they ever going to get out of this funk? You know, Russell Wilson has a great way to find a way to get some first downs and get them in the end zone until the offense gets moving. And I think that's what, how this is going to be. Is Trey's going to have to piece shit together. Uh, find a way to hit these open guys, keep that ball, you know, from sailing on, on some of these receivers, but let's just keep the chains moving until this kid gets settled. And I think Kyle's going to do a good job this week of, especially during those first few series of working to get him going easy passes, let him run the ball, let him move around. Let's, let's hopefully we're running the ball. Well, you know, with sermon and hopefully Elijah and, and maybe we can we can get some first downs. That's a place where I think Arizona is a little susceptible within the run defense. But let's see what happens, man. What the fuck? What you know? Why not? Like it, it, offenses look like shit for a while now. I mean, it's been what is it four, eight, like ten quarters of football? 
I mean, it hasn't looked great. So let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, and I don't want to say the offense has been figured out, but Jimmy Garoppolo has been figured out in this offense, right? The interception sure. in, in that in the first half to Quandre Diggs is a typical Jimmy interception. It's the what the fuck throw from Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like you you are watching Quandre Diggs break on this ball, and the way he lined up throwing the ball, he he's literally lined up going away from the target. And this is something that Jeff Garcia brought up last year during the whole 2020 debacle. Is you know. Bill Walsh would always teach, throw, you know, you're going to throw the ball. Your arm and your feet should be aligned. Your head should be aligned at the target. You have Kittle over here, right? And then mm-hmm. Jimmy's throwing it over here because the way he's aligned, it, it just didn't make any sense. So there's there's no connection with his eyes and his feet, and that causes him a lot of issues with inaccuracy with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? There's a, there's a difference between completion percentage and accuracy, and Jimmy Garoppolo's not very accurate. Like, let's just get that out of the way. He's just not. Um so we've said it. I've said it from the jump. From the minute they draft the kid, you need to play this kid. I'd rather live with the inconsistencies of a rookie than inconsistencies of an eight-year veteran because the eight-year veteran isn't getting you getting the job done. The 49ers in four games have four touchdowns in the first quarter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In four games have two touchdowns in the first quarter. Two. One of them was by Trey Lance against Detroit. And one of them was this week against the Seahawks, uh, Kittle, um, Ross Dwelly, touchdown reception. Yeah. Two touchdowns in the first quarter. One and one split. And that's not good enough, man. Especially in that we're in a fucking gauntlet division. Like, we've got to find a spark on offense. And we don't have it right now. And how many weeks can you go on trying to figure it out until you make a move? So this isn't the, like I said, they're not probably the most ideal situation for Trey to be in right now to start in Arizona. But we said the transition was always going to be a little weird. It wasn't going to be seamless. Here we are, a massive game for us sitting at 2-2, two and two, another divisional game. You can't afford to go zero and two in this division. It's too stacked. We need some. We need some offense. We need some points. We need to scare some defenses. And if that's Trey's legs right now, if we're gonna have to deal with this, maybe some inaccuracy on the passing, but strike some fear into some defenses because of what he can do within the pocket, moving around, and then taking off like you saw in that final drive against Seattle. Then fuck it. That's what we have to do because we have way too many good players to not be able to score points. To score, what did you say, two two touchdowns in the first quarter thus far? In four games. Two touchdowns in the four first games, quarter. Two four touchdowns. Games. Not good enough. Not good no. enough, especially when the defense has shown the in spurts it can really play at an elite level still. We've got to be able to put points on the board because the defense is good enough to make it really tough on any offense that we play against, even with some of these injuries. So we need to get better in offense. And you know what? Trey's maybe that that curveball that people aren't ready for. But let's yeah. go. Let's let's have him run around and make and things happen. Just to add on to that, so the team we're we're facing on Sunday, the Arizona Cardinals, mm-hmm. have four touchdowns in the first quarter through four games. So they're not they're not world beaters, but ten touchdowns in the first half by the Arizona Cardinals to the Niners six. Listen, I've given Cliff Kingsbury a bunch of shit over the last two years. I don't think he's that good. But for them to have four more touchdowns than the 49ers do in the first half of games is inexcusable, right? Jimmy Garoppolo, you are yeah. in the fifth year of this offense. 
This should not be this difficult. It should not be this hard to move the ball with a veteran quarterback who, by all accounts, yes, he is limited, but he understands this offense supposedly, right? And this is the concern that I brought up last year. I brought it up in 2019. His inability to push the ball downfield is going to bite us in the ass, and it's bitten us in the ass already early on this year. Everything has to be over the middle. Everything has to be six yards or less. And you're running these 12, 13-yard, 13-play drives, which is fine for time of possession. Yeah. If you need a quick score, you're not going to get it. Like, do we trust this team to score a touchdown in 45 seconds if they need to? Well, that's the thing. No. It's, it's the dink and dunk offense. And, and look, I mean... And that's not what Kyle's trying to do either. Yeah, I mean, but it's that type of offense that we have currently that makes it really hard. If you're starting on the 25-yard line, your own 25, that offense has to be run to perfection if we're going to methodically move down the field and score. We've got to be able to hit the home run sometimes, and that was something that Jimmy had shown an inability to, to do at a high level, was hit the home run, make the big throw, the big play, wait another second or two in that pocket, step up and deliver the big throw. He had done it, you know, and he had done it at times, but the inconsistency of the deep ball was troubling to me always. And I know it was to you as well. And that that's going to be big. And I I think in the, I mean, the comments, Sean, um, big Grinch Anderson talked about, you know, (laughs) Kyle thinks he's, he's playing Madden and wants to control the players um, like a remote control gets irritated by off script. And I could see him being irritated by off script at times. Where he's like, this is a perfect scheme. I've, I, this is, I set up to perfection. There's no reason why this kid should have to run around it. This guy should be open, or this guy should be open. But you know what? If you look at all the quarterbacks in our division, you've got Russell and Kyler, who are really good off script, really good moving around and making really big throws. I mean, if you pull up the numbers and the charts, and we can talk about that a little bit later. Kyler right now is throwing the deep ball as good as anyone in the NFL. I mean, he is he is shredding people 20-yard-plus throws right now with, with amazing what accuracy. What are the numbers you had him, right? Yeah, so we're talking, if we're going outside to the right, outside the numbers, 20-plus yards, Kyler's 6-for-7, 164 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, that's a 158.3 NFL a rating there on that one, a PFF grade of like 99.9. All right, then you go outside left deep, so outside the numbers there. He's four for six, 164 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, 109.7, and that's getting him a, a PFF grade of 90.4. And these are all deep 20-plus yard throws that he's completing at a ridiculous uh, percentage. I mean, he's got 20, it's a 95.2 PFF rating for deep throws, 20 plus yards. So he's, he's taken now he's thrown the three picks, but we've said that in general, if you're taking those shots, we're okay with getting, turning the ball over a few times. We're taking the big throws and Kyler's doing that, but completing 72% of his passes, 20 plus yards and beyond. So, and we don't we don't even get that. I mean, I, I don't even have Jimmy's chart, but I mean, has has he attempted 18 and what has he completed at that point? You know, there's there's off script plays. And a lot of those, if you look at Kyler's the, the video and the tape on it, 
it's when things start breaking down and he's running outside the pocket and he's able to hit some of these massive throws. And so improvising and off script. Yeah. For a, a play caller like Kyle, that could seem a little, you know, underwhelming for him, but it's important to, for your quarterback to be able to do that, especially in this division with some of the defenses, the pass rushers, the wide receivers, the way these guys are scoring points right now, we're going to need to be able to do that when things break down. And there's only one quarterback in our room, our quarterback room that can do that at a higher level. And I think that's Trey. So look, I'll, I'll take a little bit less accuracy on those zero to nine yard throws, right. Or right over the middle for a guy who's a pretty good deep ball thrower. So Fern, you're getting really good at this, this whole podcasting thing. Cause you're segueing into stuff that I want to get right to. Ooh, so okay, okay. look, Fulton, just cause it, so for those of you listening in your car or wherever you listen to the podcast, sorry, there's no video for this video on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page, but we're showing a play here. This is a fourth and one must-have situation late in the game. Niners are down 21 to 13. Fourth and one. Defense is playing up. They're going to pressure this pass here. It's a boot action. And he gets Dunlap to commit off script, off platform, throws a beautiful ball to to Debo Samuel for, you know, six, seven, eight-yard gain. These are game-changing plays, whether they happen in the first quarter or the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. You need your quarterback to do these things. Right, the off-script ability is what is necessary in this league, and you just mentioned it, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson. Kyler Murray is up for MVP right now. Like I'm sure, I think it's plus six hundred right now for his MVP odds. Russell Wilson has been a thorn in our side for a decade. Right, this is what you need in the NFL now. Just this ability to move out of the pocket, stop, reset, throw off platform, and complete a ball downfield. That is what you want. To add on to what you just said, Kyle Juszczyk was just on 49ers Unscripted podcast with Kiana Turn, uh, Kiana. So let's get to Kyle Juszczyk because he hit on everything you just said. There's not a whole lot different I can really do. I, I'm just listening for the play, and I'm not going to go try and execute it. Um, but Trey's done such a good job of when he has come in there, um, being a confident rookie that you know exudes that confidence, and that lets everybody, um, you know, it puts kind of puts everyone at ease and no, all right, this guy can handle himself. We don't have to do too much rah-rah, pump him up. Hey, you're going to be okay. Um, you know, he can definitely go out there and handle himself. And, I mean, speaking of scoring touchdowns, I feel like every time the guy steps in, he's scoring <laughs> touchdowns. Right. You know, week one is his first pass. Um, at Green Bay, he comes in for, you know, one run, scores a touchdown, scored a touchdown this past week. Um, so the guy can definitely make plays. But, uh, yeah, I think both quarterbacks have done a, a good job um, of just, you know, coming in there and, and not, you know, making things too different for everybody else when, when they do come in. Okay, so speaking of Trey, I know he has the arm talent, but what a lot of people are so fascinated with are his legs, his ability to, you know, he has that option that if he sees nothing, he can kind of tuck that ball and run. But I want to know for you, when you know that he's back there and, and his options that he has, does that change your job at all? Or do, are you kind of aware that, you know, all right, this is my job, but I also have the option to do this? Right. I think if anything, um, you just have to be prepared for the play to be extended. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll see that. Yeah, we saw that a lot just in this past game and the half that he played that um, he's able to extend plays. And, you know, you run your route and a lot of times that's kind of the end of it. The ball's been thrown or uh, whatever the play has ended. Uh, that, you know, sometimes that's not always the case. Trey extends it, and you got to be ready to uncover and make those kind of off-script plays, which I think is, um, that's the NFL these days. I think all the elite quarterbacks make 
off-script extended plays. Um, and for him to be able, to, for that to be one of his strengths, I think will will bode very well for him and us going forward. And he's looking fucking good, man. Thank you, Kyle. I mean, this dude went to Harvard. I mean, that's what a Harvard kid looks like. I mean, it, it blows my mind still. Every time I I've, like, I remember that he he went to Harvard. I'm like, that's I don't I don't picture that in my head. That's what a Harvard student looks like, but but he hit. I mean, that is that not? I mean, that's from an NFL player talking about what you need to do at an NFL level and being able yep. to run these off script plays. I mean, that's that's juice saying it, and he's going to be one of these major like benefactors of this change of guard on the offense. These off script plays. You think so? I absolutely think so. I mean, look at this. In and the the. <laughs> the uh, the, the ball on target in stride. Who knew? Yeah, and, and the amazing thing about it all is, we talked last time we were on about. Look, I mean, it's it is going to be a change of style, and all the wide receivers are going to have to get used to not just running their route and knowing, hey, you know what, Jimmy gets the ball out relatively quick for the most part. So there's a good chance I'm going to, by the time I'm about to finish my route, the ball's already out. They're going to have to look back and start breaking off their routes. And that's something the the Seattle Seahawks wide receivers do really well, but they've had Russell for a long time. And it's something that when you get into that offense, they're fucking teaching you. Hey, you got to be ready. You got to, Russell might move out of that pocket. So you better make sure to, to keep your eyes on that quarterback and start to move for these off script type of plays, these improvisation as, as these guys are rolling out and buying extra time. So these wide receivers, Brandon and Debo, even guys like Kyle, um, George are all going to have to start to get used to running the routes and then start to break off of those routes and, and open themselves up to make sure that they're a target for a guy like Trey who has an arm that can, that can really hit any part of the field. So they've got to make sure they're ready at all times. And that's going to be an adjustment. They're going to need to learn to do that consistently. And if they do that, and if we're coaching that and we're helping them through that process, the, the coaching staff, it could be a really dynamic offense that really stretches the field, the kind of offense that hits that home run in 40 seconds that you were talking about a little bit ago, but it's a matter of, can we, is, is everyone bought in? You know, within that locker room, are they willing to do those kinds of things at a high level, really start to get out of their comfort zone and do things that they're not used to doing? And not just the passing game, the run game opens up because we saw a much more oh yeah effective rushing attack, right? Whether that's whether that was from Trey who gave you 40 yards rushing on his four attempts, or if it was Sermon who gave you eight yard eight carries for 40 in the second half or 40, 41 or something like that, I think it was. You had He had more lanes to run through. Now, his, is his vision that great right now? No, because there was definitely some more lanes he could have hit. But, you know, having a passer like Lance, having someone who threatens all, all three levels of the defense is only going to open up your running game too, right? This, run, this rush offense has been atrocious. So, according to Pro Football Reference, the splits by quarter for the Niners' rushing attack... 64 yards in the first quarter through four games, rushing. 27 attempts in the second quarter for 127, so they got better, right? But I think a lot of that had to do with the Lions game. I think the Lions game excused that. 
they're not, bro, they're not even over 200 yards rushing through four games in the first half. Wow. Like the Niners have, they're at 191 yards in the first half with three touchdowns, 11 first downs. That's atrocious. Like, that is not a Kyle Shanahan offense. Absolutely. Whether it's Raheem, whether it's Raheem Mostert or not, you should be able to run the ball. But if anyone's been paying attention to what we've been saying for over six months now, when you have a quarterback who doesn't threaten you, you're going to sell out on the run. Yep. And this is what's happening. This is what is happening. Yeah, uh, 100%. I mean, Jen said it best because I was just about to say it. We're a run-first football team, aren't we? That's what we do. That is that is in our DNA. And it just makes you appreciate a guy like Mostert even more. To be able to have the the stats and the numbers that he has with the quarterback like Jimmy and be able to really excel in this run game. And then you see when you throw someone else in there what it looks like. And it's, it, you know, we're really grinding to try and get some yards here. And that is not a traditional Kyle Shanahan offense, a run offense, I should say, that we normally have, that we've grown accustomed to seeing. And that's where... If we're not going to do it with the running backs, we're not going to get that type of efficiency in the run game that we're used to. You're going to need a quarterback, some other way to open it up for them. And that's the way you're going to do it. The offensive line has to be better a little bit in opening some of these lanes. But then the quarterback can also add to that by just having that, that extra piece of the defense knowing that he can take off. And we've seen when... When uh, Trey really gets running, I mean, he he's moving. I mean, this kid's moving pretty nicely. So the whole, hey, you know what? He, he doesn't have any touch or this and that. He's a rookie. He's got a lot. He's going to have a lot of issues. He's going to have a lot of things that we need to work on. But what he does do well should fit really nicely into this offense as he starts to get better year over year, as he starts to get acclimated to this offense. And we remember that – um oh geez um Kaepernick was throwing fastballs all over the field I and mean, that was his one thing there wasn't a whole lot of touch but guys like Anquan Bolden right and Crabtree and Dave I mean they figured out a way to catch the football Randy Moss said Kaepernick broke his finger and he still caught the yeah. ball. I mean they caught the football so the whole he throws too hard to catch it I'm sorry like he may throw it uncomfortably hard but your job's to catch the football yeah and you might be like, dude, you could take a little bit off that, but guess what? I mean, he is who he is. Kaepernick was throwing 90-mile-an-hour fastballs over the middle. He was throwing fucking 40-yard lasers, like, to anybody. Like, it, it just the, – but the, the offense looked extremely game. dynamic, didn't yeah. it? it? No, you know, it was, like, nice. Not everyone has that beautiful rainbow-touch deep ball that Russell Wilson has. Like, you can't ask the kid to be something he's not. We got to catch the football. He can be more accurate and he can do some things, but that's going to take time. He's a rookie. So, and he, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't a whole lot of uh, playing time. So let's get him out there. Let's get him used to it. Let's get these wide receivers used to catching a 90 mile an hour fastball over and over again, and they'll figure it out and we'll be all right. Yeah. Trey is going to develop. We're going to be all right. This team will, you know, the season's not over. It's a lot of football left. Um, Kyle Shanahan did speak to the media. Um, he's, he did speak about Trey Lance and his week of practice and his potential development. Let's get to Kyle. You know, first team snaps to get all that, that 
practice time? How much is that going to help him? Oh, it's huge. I mean, it's not... I mean, it's huge for whoever goes in that week. I mean, you put in a new game plan on Wednesday morning and they go out and practice it on Wednesday. And then Thursday, you put in a whole new thing for third down, short yardage, goal line, things like that. And they go out Thursday and do it. And Friday, you try to review some stuff, but you put in a bunch of red zone stuff. So that's why um, no matter what the position is, usually the guys you're expecting to play get all those reps because it's not just the same stuff. You're doing, doing them versus different fronts, different coverages. So to have a week, I think it was huge for him too, having all that time where... He could just go play quarterback and do some other cards, some other defenses, and not really get tied down to learning what's in that day. Um, just playing football and getting better at that. These practices are more about learning what we do all morning, carrying it over to the field, correcting it at night, coming in the next morning with questions, and how you build up through the week to where you get to Sunday night and um, you're confident and ready to go to play. When it comes to getting on the field in a game, how, how do you stress to the quarterbacks uh, just the ability to, to protect the football? Um, especially when your defense is at getting takeaways? Um, I mean, it's huge. I think, you know, it's a cliche everyone knows, but the number one stat besides points is turnovers. And, you know, it's, you know, Aaron's just, Arizona's playing great um, all around football in all three phases, but, you know, their defense having nine turnovers is huge. Um, that makes them tough to beat. Um, and, and I understand us only having one is, is tough. Um, regardless, if you get a lot of turnovers, if you turn it over a bunch, it doesn't really matter. So we got to make sure we're better holding on to the ball, and we definitely got to find a way to get some more turnovers. Oh, I think you, you indicated, obviously, you can do different stuff with Trey um, add to the offense, but you don't necessarily want to create this entirely different Trey Lance offense just because he can run. Where is he in his development as far as being able to kind of run the offense with his own, with his own spin on it? Um, I mean, he's developing. I mean, that's what you'll see when you get out to game day. I mean, it's, you know, you got him a chance, so you just throw him in the summer where um, you're always adding some different plays in for him that he, that you have an option to do with him. But, you know, throughout the summer, him trying to get everything, I thought he got better as it went. Um, then when he went into the games, it'd be a new learning process, and I think he would get better each week in those games. Uh, I thought he, when he got thrown into battle here, just running the offense and not really a specific plays, uh, I thought he got more comfortable as the game went, you know, especially going home and watching the tape after the game. I thought there was a lot of encouraging stuff. So, um, I mean, guys are rookies, second-year players. So it doesn't matter the position. You're you're always developing. You're always trying to get better. And uh, he'll see some things out there that he's never seen before. But um, what you like about him and, you know, stuff that he might not be ready for, he can overcompensate with some of his athletic ability and, to me, how competitive he is and how good of a football player he is. I would assume. It's just time to develop the kid. It's time to play him. Yeah. I mean, Coach said it, and he said it in the fucking swaggy hoodie. I, I got to get that on the team. That's a nice hoodie. But that that's what this is all about. It's There's no way this kid is going even – even the quarterbacks that started week one as rookies, right? So who, who was – who uh, out of all the major quarterbacks, we had two that started immediately, yeah. correct? Three. So Lawrence, Wilson, and Matt. Oh, that's right. All every one of those kids are going to have growing pains and they weren't always 100% ready. There's just the situation that you're in and it's going to be a week to week thing with them as they get accustomed to being a pro understanding their offense, the receivers building chemistry, and it just takes time. But the biggest thing is while this is all happening, you need the guys with the athleticism, 
that can kind of rise to the occasion and find a way to grind out. Maybe not the, the most beautiful, organized offense, but find a way to move the chains and get themselves comfortable. And that's what Trey does and brings to the table. It isn't going to be an offense run to perfection, but it will be an offense that makes defenses really play out of their comfort zone and really, you know, that, that whole aspect of just being still for a moment, if we can just freeze them for a moment, it's going to make Trey more comfortable. It's going to make these receivers more open, the running backs more open. It's going to help out altogether. Gold dirty bastards. I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more um, because you got to take your lumps, man. I mean, you got to take your lumps, get back up and keep going and he isn't going to be able to go out there and just read every single defense and understand exactly who's coming and what they're going to do. You've got to throw those kind of picks and then remember like, shit, I got to remember this guy's going to drop off in this kind of zone or he's going to hit this man. It's just time. And we're going to be able to, because of the team we have, I do believe that despite his growing pains, we're going to be able to still be a competitive football team because we're competitive right now and we don't have a lot going on offensively. I mean, we're we're in ball games, probably should be 4-0. Yeah. Right? And we haven't played really good offense at all. So we can do just fine and we can do what we're doing and hopefully we close some of these games out with this rookie. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> They started slow against the Eagles. Started slow against the Packers. You started slow. Okay, I shouldn't say started slow against the the Seahawks, but you had one successful drive in, in an entire half. Like that's and it happened to be the, the first one. After that, everything just went to shit. But then you turn on the tape, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Because there's guys open everywhere, and either Jimmy didn't see it or Jimmy didn't want to throw it. You're just. You, I've said it before. I'm going to keep saying it. Either Kyle is handcuffing his quarterback or he's handcuffed by his quarterback. And I'm starting to think it's the second part. He's handcuffed by his quarterback because there is plenty of shit on the tape. You watch it. You shut it off. I, I wanted to shut it off. There's so much shit there where Jimmy does, does, doesn't see it, doesn't throw it, not willing to throw it, whatever the hell it is. It, you can't sustain this type of quarterback play. And this is why you should make the switch. Just make the switch. Um, because Jimmy Ward had, had said a com- some comments. He's like, for being a rookie, all that kid does is throw the ball down the field. He's willing to take the chance. That's right. Right. I and mean, he's it- in practice against a pretty good defense and he's doing it in practice. So he's probably going to do it against the Cardinals. He's probably going to do it against the Colts. Just go with it. You take your lumps now. And this is what we said um, before the season started. Like you should have started him from week one. You could have beat him. You could have used him in Detroit the way you use Jimmy Garoppolo in Detroit, run the ball 25 plus times, ask him to throw the ball 20, 25 times, limited snaps, let him get the reps, go from there. Philadelphia, that game should have been a blowout. We talked about that when we talked about it post game. The Niners had guys streaking all over the place wide open, right? Outside of Hargraves, that defensive line wasn't as stout as everyone made it out to be. Jimmy was just missing easy throws, $27 million quarterback level type of throws. Right, you can't miss Sanu the way you missed him. You can't miss Sherfield down the field by twenty-five. You know, missing him on that twenty-five yarder. You can't miss uh, Sanu again over the mid. Like there were so many misses. It just, just is what it is. Uh, Gold dirty bastards in the comments. Jimmy Garoppolo's Alex Smith two No, Alex Smith would complete that pass. 
So I think I was gonna say, I, I think yeah. I think I think that would do a disservice to Alex if we're I, I get the I get I just, trying to compare I the two. Yeah. I get like I get the comparison. Um but even as a 49er, I just think Alex Smith uh He was better. He was better. He, he, and as he started to get as there was stability within the organization, you saw Alex Smith he was taking be shots the quarterback, be the quarterback that you thought it. we were gonna get back in the day. But all of the turnover year over year ended up being a big disservice to him. And he, you know, and and even if you look at his career, right, in, in uh Utah, right? He wasn't he wasn't always a quick starter guy with Alex. Yeah. So Alex, the later half of Alex's career was really, really nice. Um and he was athletic and moving the ball, running a little bit, throwing the ball down the field a bit. Uh, but my thing with Trey is, hey, the, the, him throwing those deep balls. And, right, you talk about Jimmy Ward saying, hey, he, all he does is throw the ball down the field. That's that's the whole part of, like, the rookie that, you know, you don't you don't know any better. Like, this, this is a big arm, strong kid who can run the ball, and he's confident in his arm. He doesn't really give a shit about defensive stats and what these guys bring. Like if he thinks the guy's open, he's there, he's going to, he's going to throw the ball. Like he's not going to overthink it. He's not, Oh, Buddha Baker's back there. Let me make sure I just, uh, maybe stay away. Like, no, if the guy's open, he trusts his arm and that's going to get him in trouble, but that's also going to get him and put him in positions where he can be special because he trusts his arm. That's what a gunslinger is. Right. So if he can if he can be relatively efficient, you got to throw the ball. You've got to see the seam. Yeah. Even there, like, you know, you can nitpick like, well, if he threw it a little bit, if he threw a little lower or if he led Kittle a little bit more towards. I mean, we can nitpick, but that that's a kid who trusts his arm, throws it over the linebacker, knows it. And look, I mean, that's that's even a catch, even with the hit that George Kittle probably makes four out of five times. But if you look at the slow-mo, it looked like as he was bringing it down, he didn't have full control of that ball anyway. So, yeah, sure, it's a little high. But this is a kid who knows he's got a big-time arm, and he's not afraid to use it, and he's going to throw the ball down the field. So we're going to have to be ready with some of these deep ball turnovers. But this kid, this kid's going to make special throws because scared money don't make money, man. And he's not scared to throw the ball down the field at all. You uh, you said it with the deep ball throws. You can live with the interception of the deep ball throws. I can't live with the interception of Jimmy Garoppolo because you are the lowest A dot quarterback with the sixth highest turnover worthy plays, and the only people behind you are rookies. So it's uh, you know, it's it's just time at this point. Um, so the, you know, moving on from the quarterback stuff. Let's get to the Arizona Cardinals. This is going to be a tough one. The Arizona Cardinals yeah. started up earlier. Ten touchdowns in the first half thus far this season. Kyler Murray is on a MVP pace. Mm-hmm. Fern, you had some interesting stats about this Cardinals offense. Let's get to those because that was uh, pretty telling. They're top ten in pretty much everything. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, they're they're like third in passing yards, sixth in passing touchdowns. Um, second in rushing touchdowns, I think seventh in receiving touchdowns. I mean, their 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 offense is humming right now. And Kyler Murray, whether you're 
blitzing him or whether you're or whether they're you know you're bringing the pressure or they've got a clean pocket i mean this kid is playing really 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 good football i mean they, we've got here's his kept clean right so he's throwing if if he's got a clean pocket he's throwing 80.4% completion rate right so then we talk about if he's being blitzed or not blitzed when he's blitzed, right, he's throwing it at about 72%. When he's dropping back and being blitzed, and when he's not blitzed, he's throwing it at about 77%. So there's not much of a drop-off there um, for him. I mean, this kid this kid is firing on all cylinders. He's doing all the little things. He's hitting with high accuracy and precision. He's moving around. He's making big plays. And, I mean, he, he's got a really good offense with a lot of weapons, and right now they're – they are playing really, really good football. And I won't lie to you. I was a little bit surprised last week of how, how good they looked. I, I was, I, I knew they were good, but I was a little surprised as how good they looked on offense. It's going to be tough, man. And this week, our defense is going to have to play at a really, really high level. And we're going to need to put points on the board and seven in the first half isn't going to be good enough. If we score seven in the first half, either we're going to be down by 14 points or our defense is playing out of their mind and maybe it's a ball game and maybe it's a one possession game, but we're going to need to put some points on the board and I'm going to, I'm going to get a good feel for where we're at on this first drive and the kind of plays that Kyle's drawing up on this first drive. You know, what is he trying to either set up for the future you know, maybe in the second quarter, the third quarter, because, you know, Kyle loves to just I'm OK with taking a loss on this play because I'm setting something up for later. But I'm interested to see, you know, does Trey throw the ball at all in the first drive or do we yeah. just run it three straight times and take a, and punt it and get back on defense? So let's see how this goes. But this Arizona Cardinal offense is no joke. And. Jen said it as well. Their defense, those edge rushers are no joke as well. I mean, they're going to bring some pressure. And that's why I think as much as this matchup seems like, a, especially with the way that earlier, the first two games of the season were, this matchup is a tough one to start your rookie for the first time going against Arizona divisional battle. But with this defense, I think this could be a really good equalizer to let, let Trey just be Trey, run around, make things happen, pick up first downs with your feet rush for 60 plus yards for all I get. Like just go find a way and let's keep this offense on the field as long as possible. And let's get points on the board. Yeah. Let's get points on the board. Uh, Trey Lance's has his hands full here. Um, there's just a couple things in the chat. Let's get to these things here. Uh, anything goes talking about uh, Trey Lance. Trey can run. But he can't play from the pocket. Go through progression, then he takes off way too early when the play isn't there. One, that is his first extended time under center on Sunday. The last time that was was 363 days ago. So, of course, he's not going to be able to go through his progressions and work from the pocket. That expectation should have never been there to begin with. Leaving plays out on the field... That's also going to happen because it's his first extended place for since 
363 days ago. Like these things should be understood. Um, did he leave some plays out there? Yes. Does Jimmy Garoppolo leave a lot of plays out there? Yes. But you can live with those from a rookie. You cannot live with those from an eight-year veteran. And that's why they're making the switch. That's why they went and drafted this kid. That's why they moved up to three. That's why they decided to look at Stafford, Wentz, Darnold, every available quarterback because Jimmy Garoppolo in eight years can't get it done. That's why we're here. When it comes to the Niners playing Arizona, that's a, that's a good secondary. It's a good pass rush. You're going to need your improv- improvisation from Trey because he's not going to be able to see it right away. So this is where his athleticism is going to take over, right? And I'm not, I'm not expecting him to be uh, Kyler Murray right away. I'm not expecting him to be Herbert or Josh Allen. I'm expecting him just to be Trey Lance. I'm expecting, I'm expecting some mess-ups. I'm expecting him to escape before he needs to because he's going to trust his athletic ability because mm-hmm. that's what rookie quarterbacks do, right? Can Kyle scheme it up to get him some easy reads, to get him comfortable early on? Absolutely. But is he going to be running for his life if Trent Williams isn't playing on Sunday? Right? Because yeah, Chandler Jones has five sacks in the year. He hasn't had a sack since week one, but Chandler Jones is still over there. So you're going to ask him to move around. He's going to need to leave the pocket. Those, those are the things you need to do. Sunday's game film, I, was, I want to say four plays out of his 18 dropbacks, he left early. He was pressured on 10 of his 18 dropbacks and got eight first downs on those 10 pressures. Two of them were, were running, by the way, two of them. The other, the other were passing. So there's that. Like these things are, <clears throat> these things are on the tape. I got to sit with, <clears throat> with a former 49er and watch the game tape and he was going through it as well. He was, so yeah, this, he'll be fine. This kid, there's a lot of promise here. This offense is going to move because you have a guy who's going to be able to extend the plays, move the ball downfield, threaten every level of the field. You're not going to see these eight-man fronts like we've been seeing. Jimmy Garoppolo is no longer giving this team the best chance to win. He's not. Because if he was, they wouldn't, be seven, they wouldn't be 7-7 seven and seven to seven in the first quarter against a bad Seattle defense. Absolutely. Look, I mean... How how long do you want to put that? When when are you ready? Like when are you ready to to play football? When are you ready to be the starting quarterback? When you get out, I, right? Like I get the fact that let's let's start off with Jimmy. Like I absolutely, I I I understand that. Let's go with Jimmy. Let's let's run this back. Let's see how this works. Two and two, and I'm not saying this is, you know, let's all freak out and, you know, hit the in case of emergency glass and just hit the alarm and panic. But it's the NFL, and there's only so many L's you can take week to week, especially in this division, Mm. before you've just fucked yourself and now you're talking, should we tank, right? Should we, should we, what do we do? Because we don't have a first round, right? So we need to be as competitive as possible. We need to win football games. And Trey brings an element while he is not necessarily, you know, the, the, the ins and outs of Kyle's offense, why he may not be 100%, you know, accustomed to how Kyle likes to do things and all the reads that Kyle wants him to make. 
what he does and what he has is athleticism. And that's something that you can't coach. Right. You want to talk about Lamar Jackson, who has, you know, at times he, he when he's throwing the ball well in the pocket, you're 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 catching an L because you know what he can do with his feet. And earlier on, that's what he they were running the ball and just letting him take off. And he was like a third running back for the Ravens. So now we've got a quarterback who look the the throws we're we're going to probably have to like settle with this offense take some big shots with the, the big arm but he's going to have to make a lot of off script throws so no I don't want to put this dude on ice anymore like let's go and if I think Jens talked about a tweener year I'm all right with that this year look if if we don't go out there and, and we're not Super Bowl contenders I'm okay with being a tweener team with a rookie quarterback who and, has a lot of upside because we talked about it last time. Where has Jimmy Garoppolo improved? Nowhere. Where, like, where has he shown you that this is his trajectory? Because in all honesty, this is we're we're at this. I feel like we're in this range, right? We're we're kind of gotten the best we're gonna get from Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe he can cut down some of the turnovers, but his game is his game, and that's where it's at. Yep. Trey's Trey's is on the way up and we've got to, we've got to keep things going. And he's shown he's on the way up because he's making throws that Jimmy doesn't make. And he's got the legs. And, and I said it, Jimmy, Jimmy doesn't give you the best chance to win because in Jimmy's last 10 games that he's played, the Niners are five and five, five and five. The last 18 games Jimmy Garoppolo has played, the Niners are 10 and eight. You're near 500, which is equaling out to the type of quarterback play you're getting, which is mediocre. That is exactly what you're getting. And, and, and you don't. They, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. What I was going to okay. say is you don't learn the game of football by watching it from a guy who isn't that good at doing it in the first place. Right. And I'm not trying to be a dickhead right now, but Trey Lance, he, he improved in front of our eyes. Like we were watching him improve right in front of us. Right. Like you learn by doing, you can learn by watching, of course, but you also learn by doing mm-hmm. like there's a, there's a comment. Um, and I'm not, I, I'm not trying to be a dickhead. This is Womack from the gold dirty bastards uh, podcast is a big Jimmy guy, which is fine. I think we, we all love Jimmy in, in some way. Or shape yeah. form. If you're, if you're a surgeon, do you just go right into the operating operating or you do, or you, do you, do you learn to watch one? My wife's a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Two, she did learn by watching, but she also had to learn by doing, meaning they gave her an assignment, right? You, you watch these videos, blah, blah, blah. You watch your person that you're interning under, and then you do, do that. She learned more by doing like the rest of us. When you go to a job, you have on-the-job training, or you go into whatever your job is, and you learn by doing that job, not by sitting and watching your 30, 40-minute training video. Right, tape game film works. Of course it does. But you're not gonna learn anything if you can't use it. It just doesn't stick to your brain if you're not using it. Practice is fine, but practice can only do so much. You need live reps. And this kid needs needs live reps. If you again, before Sunday, it was three hundred and sixty-three days since Lance had extended gameplay. Three hundred and sixty-three days. 
Mm-hmm. And we saw him improve right in front of our eyes. So my thing with, uh, I think one of the other comments from anything goes is, you know, Jimmy knows where to go with the ball and he gets it out quick no, to doesn't. the right reads for the most part. And here's my thing about that is, does Jimmy read the play? Does he know where he should go with the ball? Sure. But if you can't deliver the ball, then what does it matter? Like, where do you get brownie points? Because you knew that that guy was the guy to hit, but you still threw a pick to the wrong guy because you threw an errant high, low, outside. In. Like, great. To me, that makes you more accountable. Like, it, the more you know and the less efficient you are, then what it, like, why am I going to give you props? Like, I'd, ra- I'd rather have the person that doesn't know it all make the errant throw so that I can bring them back and be like, yo, Trey, you've got to see this safety. You've got to see this linebacker. If he moves up, I'd rather be able to do that with a rookie than a veteran. So to me, there's an accountability aspect. Like, congrats. Yeah, yeah. You knew where to go, but you still can't hit him. So I tip my hat and say, hey, let's keep rolling with this week, week after week, because, hey, he knows who he should throw it to. But yet we're not moving the chains. We're not scoring touchdowns. We've lost two in a row against two teams we should have won, especially Seattle. So where where do I why do I want to tip my hat and just give the dude a a pass because he knows where to throw it to? And in my head, that's even worse. You know where to go, you know the offense, you know who's open, and you can't make the throw consistently. Sorry, I'll take my chances with the rookie and let's let him make these same mistakes. But at least I can tell him what he should be looking for and what read he should be going to. I would rather do that every day of the week. And I'm not saying Jimmy's a bad quarterback. I'm saying this team needs a little something, something better. So I'll take the young kid who at least I know can improvise and really mess with defenses because of his maneuverability within the pocket and out in the open field. I'm going to take that because guess what? Jimmy Garoppolo is not a rookie. He has technically, he has sat, he has sat behind Tom Brady. He has watched, he's been on ice. And then we brought him over here and we threw him out there. And yes, we got to a Super Bowl. But he has given us his he is at his ceiling. He's played his kind of ball. And it's not bad ball. And it's ball that you'll probably win more games than you lose. But this team needs to make a move and needs to do something because Super Bowl, losing season, losing season, losing season, mediocre season is not going to be good enough. I'll take a mediocre, I'll take a tweener season this year and give the kid the reps that he needs. And let's let's see him next year. Like I'm good with that, and in all honesty, I think with Trey's athleticism, he'll surprise you as the as the year goes on. That's what you're hoping for, right? You want him to surprise yeah. you. You want him to develop right in front of you, and we got to see that. We got to see him develop right in front of our eyes. We got to see the you know we got to see the team just he looked better as the game went on, and the more opportunities that he had, the better it was for the team. It just there's no point in continuing to roll out Jimmy Garoppolo at this point. There's none. 
The rest of the league knows the book out on him. Kyle can only do so much. There's not much left here um, for for Jimmy Garoppolo to, to give us. And it's, mm-hmm. it was great while it lasted. It just is what it is, man. It is what it is. It's nothing nothing against the guy. This is a business. Mm-hmm. He understands it's he understands it's a business. This is just the way the shit goes. Like Facts. you you can't it's not a Jimmy hate thing, man. Like that, and that's the that's the biggest thing. It isn't a Jimmy hate thing. It, it's just where are we at? If this offense was rolling right now, you wouldn't hear us talking about play Trey. We'd be like, fuck, dude, Jimmy's balling. Like, okay. You've been fending off this young gun, but he, but he hasn't been, he's made some really good throws. He's, he's looked good at times, but that's what Jimmy Garoppolo is. Yeah. Looks good at times, makes really dumb decisions. And that's the thing he's been, he's, he's done it all. He's had the time to sit and learn and he's been out there and he hasn't been able to do that. And he hasn't been able to play at a high enough level consistently because he has played at high levels but he hasn't done it consistently enough. And that's, that is why else would you do it? was fed up. Uh, yeah. We're all fed up. It just, it, it doesn't make sense to me. The dude isn't getting it done week in and week out. You can't count on what, well, I mean, what part of his game can you count on? None of it. Like at, at the work, I mean, think about what we do count on. We count on Jimmy Garoppolo making a Jimmy Garoppolo turnover i mean we we count on that almost week to week more than we count on any of the good stuff so what are we doing like why is this even a thing what is the best he's going to give you and if you sell me a super bowl i'm gonna say stop like it's no no he's not the best he's giving you is he's gonna give you slightly above average quarterback playing if the rest of your team is balling at an unparalleled level like the way the defense did come playoff time and the way they were getting after the, the, the football and the inches, right? The, we talked about the one-yard stop against Seattle. I mean, everything went right. And that's what helped us get there. The running game, our defense, and, and Jimmy did enough. He made some plays, and Kittle made some plays. But week in and week out, there was not one aspect of Jimmy's game that you can count on. And if that's the case, then what are we doing play the young guy and let him go and he's going to play poorly and he's going to play well and we're just going to have to roll with it like fuck it dude like just what are we what are we really talking about anymore so um i'm trying to find this video but i have the audio dante whitner post game against uh seattle thing Jimmy Garoppolo, he played really well in that first series, but there were multiple balls out there in the first half that he put the ball in the, in the defender's hands and he just dropped it. So he's not playing too much better than a rookie right now with the way that he's throwing the football. What can you lose by having Trey Lance on the field, running around, improvising, making big plays for this offense? There's nothing that you can lose at this moment. This is not the same defense from 2019. You're going to have to outscore people. Thank you, Dante. Uh, and, and if I'm not mistaken, he he played football, right? Yeah, he's an NFL athlete. Okay, he was one of our so, better because I'm because I'm not. I mean, I, I'm not. I don't think you did, but <laughs> we can see those things. Like we we can see the why are we holding on to Jimmy? Like if just at some point he just turns this corner magically, 
and all those reps he sat behind Tom Brady and all those reps he's had in Kyle, like he's just going to come in here like a surgeon and just destroy people week over week, throwing the ball 35 times and throwing for 300 yards and three touch. I mean, that what? Like, where do we think you got to expect somebody to be who they are at this point? And he's however many years into his career, at the very least, you've got. Uh, you know, you've got Trey who you can mold and you can work on to be what you need him to be. So fucking do it and put him in there and let's see what happens. Yeah. So we got off on a tangent there with the, sorry, the comment section can. I uh, love the comment. I, I, that's my favorite three, part, three, man. Try to Jen, stay Jen's on. right. Jen's right. Jen said, insert, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. And Zoolander is one of my favorite movies, Jen, of <laughs> one of my favorite comedies of all time. The first Zoolander, oh. not the second one, but. So. <laughs> Back to the Cardinals. Yes, let's talk about them. Pretty fucking good. And they are. They're surprisingly good. You ran off the stats. You went off with all that stuff. How do we win? So how we win is one of the things that they're a little weak at is the running game. So between a guy like Trey, both Trey's, like I said, I hope Elijah Mitchell is is healthy enough to go. He should be healthy to go. Yes. Yeah. So we should have between our quarterback and two running backs, we should have the ability to be able to run on this team. Um, you know, with linebacker play, again, this is another. And, and in all honesty, when you have one of the best tight ends in football from week to week, Kittle should be able to pretty much do what he wants. But I do believe, especially now with Trey behind center, and this running game, we should be able to capitalize on the running game, and that's going to make everything easier for for Trey as he starts to get accustomed. But with Arizona's edge rushers, Trey's going to have to be ready to move around, and he will be because that's what he's going to default to when things start getting crazy, and I'm okay with that. But I, I would expect this team to slow down this game and run the ball and run the ball. One ramp per episode. I don't, I didn't even drink as much. Like, I, I honestly, I've been saving the second one. I've been wanting to open it, but I'm waiting for comments time. But is I, open, just, bro. I don't know, man. I'm getting paid. We're, two, you know, we're two and two. I'm a little passionate right now, and I get a little frustrated of all the the holding on the, the hopes for Jimmy. Like, it's fucking a lot of money, man. So it gets me pissed off. But yeah, no, you're good. I, uh, I'm there with my you. things. Run it. Gold Dirty Bastard. Absolutely right. Yeah. That was, you know, we'll get to the keys of victory. Must just get to it because we we were at we're at an hour. We've been doing this for an hour and five minutes. But uh, oh, wow. okay. so that's that means it's a good show because people are tuned in and liking it. Um, you have to run it north and south. Trey Sermon is much better on the inside. What did we say two weeks ago? Use Sermon inside zone the way you use Carlos Hyde early on in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Use Mitchell the way you use Breda in twenty seventeen. You have a dynamic rushing attack. Um, you're going to have to run the ball up the gut. You're going to have to get more out of Alex Mack and Daniel Brunskill. Those two need to play better. Um, the 49ers offensive line is a big, big question mark in my opinion right now. After watching the game film, Alex Mack might be on his last leg. Like this is it. Um, so hopefully he can remain healthy because his, you know, the mental side, he knows what he's doing, but physically he's not the Alex Mack from two, three years ago. That's for sure. Um, so the 49ers need to be able to run the ball, control the clock. So the first thing is run inside, run away from Chandler Jones, run away from JJ Watt, use the inside trap, use the inside zone, 
get those run going. Use the Lamar Jackson counter bash, right? That's what they use. You have it. You, we've seen it on film versus the Raiders. Yep. That's what it's called, counter bash. Just run it. And then you're going to suck them up, run some play action behind it. That's the, it'll. It's going to be something where Trey can be successful, but the 49ers need to run the ball effectively to, to even have a chance in this game. Yeah. I think I think uh, Mac will will have a good game this week. I, I'm not too overly concerned with the tackles on Arizona. It's more the edge that I'm a little worried about. And you know, PFF wise, you know, we look okay on the edges, but I, I I'm not I'm not really banking on that. I, I think that's where most of that pressure is going to come from. But if we do what we talked about, north and south running, I think we could take advantage of the middle of that defense. Um, and Trey, I mean, I, I like, what was it? Um, was it Taryn that mentioned, uh, three, four wide receiver sets, I believe, but I agree with that 100%. I think you got to give this kid the opportunity, you move the pocket, throw some receivers out there and just give them a bunch of options to throw to while he's moving around and let's improvise a little bit. Let's use juice. Let's, let's go ahead. I a new Samuel, Kittle, like let's really just throw bodies out there for Trey as things break down and as he starts to run, he can hit various levels of this defense, intermediate and deep. But I'm not overly concerned. You know, obviously their safety, Buda Baker is a really good safety, but I'm not overly concerned at corner with them. I think we've got great wide receivers that match up really nicely with them. It's just a matter of does Trey have the time to get a little comfortable to, to start really picking them apart across the middle, make those linebackers stretch out and play some defense. But I think we're going to be okay if we just embrace what Trey is and not just go with the stereotypical 49er offense. Do we embrace Trey and what he brings to the table? And if we do, I think we'll be fine because he's going to be able to move around and let's move that pocket with him. Yeah, absolutely. You have to embrace Trey. Uh, second key to victory for me is 49ers, for the love of God, generate a fucking turnover, please. A fumble, <laughs> an interception, something. The Niners are minus 40 in turnover. Is that for since, real? Since 2017. Minus 40. Jeez. Which blows my mind because how? Like... And how many yeah. Kanye West drop like the houseway like that? I would be pressing that button right now, but I don't. How do you have this many turnovers when you don't throw the ball down the field? And a lot of them came from Mullins. Jimmy has his, you know, his fucking stupid interceptions and then the fumbles and everything else. It's just like you're minus 40 since 2017. Generate a turnover. Fred Warner, where you at, bro? Can I get a pick? Can I get a fumble? Can I get a, a peanut punch in there and get something out? Yeah. Because you need to win the turnover battle this week. You cannot consistently be minus two, minus three every week. Win the turnover battle. And that's more, the please. thing is, is win the turnover battle. I don't even necessarily need the de- – I mean, it's nice when the defense can help you out by giving you a short field with a turnover. But we need to be more sound on our offense – and we need to not be the ones turning the ball over and allowing teams to gain momentum. We need to be the disciplined defense that every single time we're in man-to-man coverage, 
we're not getting pass interference calls on us. So we've got to win that turnover battle. And 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 in all honesty, I'm, I need to see a cleaner game from the 49er defense, especially these corners. Because they're going to put us on – we're going to be – every single time they see these corners on an island, that's going to be an alarm and they're going to go after it because they have proven that – Look, there's a really good chance where they're going to do something to warrant a flag being thrown in a pass, refer- pass interference, and they're just going to get 30 yards here, just chunks of yards when the, our corners are on an island. So I like where we were at last week. We had an unfortunate pass interference late in the game and offsides from D. But overall, I think we have enough to really get Kyler a little unsettled, and he's still going to get his but we cannot make it easier on them because they're putting their, their offense is firing just well enough. We don't need to help them and assist them in scoring anything. Yeah, no, we got to stop giving teams short fields. I mean, I, I mean the green Bay game, the defense had to had, were backed up within the 38 yard line of them. You know, we, we can't do that. Like you have to stop, you know, um, Third key to victory for me is we have to figure out a way to generate more pressure. Pressure with four, because we're going to need to cover in this game. You have to. Containing Kyler Murray in the pocket. Keep him in the pocket. Don't let him Mm -hmm. escape. If you start escaping, then you run into a whole bunch of problems. So I'd like to see some more usage of Nick Bosa over a guard, right? Outside shade of guard, inside shade of guard, right? Put Garden Key on one end and, and Armstead put in, you know, get more creative with how you use your front four. Like, okay, cool. I get it. Nick Bosa is really good as a defensive edge. But he's getting chipped all damn day and getting yeah. held. Like how often do we run stunts with him? How do we get him outside and then move in inside? Like that, I, I'd be we interested to find that. We did it all 2019, but we had a better number 99 in 2019. Like, mm. that was, oh, that's. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it. So that's a, that's a dude right there. It would be nice to keep him. <laughs> um, but yeah, you got to get creative with how you use Nick Bosa, D Ford, how you're using um, Contavious Street. Mohurst had a really good game on Sunday. I thought he played well. But you have to figure out some of these different rotations with your defensive line. There you go. Go Dirty Bastards again. Stun Bosa with Hurst. Yeah. Yep. Do something. We got it. Yeah, we got to mix it up because you could tell Bosa was frustrated. And and what I loved is Bosa had all the frustrated too. He had, he had all the accountability in the world. He was like, I gotta be better. And I love how just monotone and sauce, like it's it's hilarious almost. But you know, that's frustration and that's accountability. But we can help him a little bit, right? I mean, we can we can do different things to put him in other positions so that he's just not doing the same thing and just getting, just getting beat up all game. So we, we could, we could switch that up. So D'Amico, come on, man, let's get a little creative. Let, let's stunt with both. Let's, let's figure a way to make, let our best defensive player, you know, make and wreck havoc and not just do it in the most basic way possible. Yeah, <clears throat> they got to figure something else out with that. Um, Want to just throw one thing up here with the video. So if you are watching or if you're listening in the car, uh, this will all be videoed. So kind of just uh, last thing on the quarterback situation. 
Oh, like, yeah. come on, man. And I'm I'm not worried about Trey not seeing the field when an eight-year vet does this. Look at his feet. Let's go back. His feet are the opposite direction of where he's throwing the ball. That is bad mechanics. Hmm. And my thing is, is initially how Jimmy kind of looks him off to the right. Kind of. Kind of, and gets him moving a little bit, but then he goes right back to just selling it. Because when he turns his head, if you play that back, if when he turns his head, he doesn't fire it the second he turns his head. There's a slight delay, and then he throws it, and that's just enough for uh, who was it that made the pick? Uh, Andre Diggs. Yeah, Diggs. He lives, to, he lives six houses from me, by the way. Oh wow! So look, look how he initially moves to if and from the, my angle, it's he's moving to my right, but his left. But then when Jimmy turns his head, he knows he's coming back, and he waits too long, and he gets another step that get helps him get right in position, as opposed to being able to turn his head and fire the second he turns his head. He turns his head, waits a second, and then fires. So just. Too much. There's too much going yeah. on there. It takes too long for it to happen. And if you're throwing it over the middle, guess what? You can't take that long with your eyes and your arm to, to get that ball out. So, mm-mm. And those feet were atrocious. And I'm not a quarterback coach or anything like that, but but you make a good point there on his feet. But yeah, look, just, man, I mean, I'm yeah. ready. I am so ready to go tank. Like tank cut short, and I'm wearing glasses. I'm wearing the sun, like the pit vipers, while we do our post game pod after we catch a dub. I'm like absolutely ready for that. And I'm going hats away. like Ellie shirt. Let's give some hats away. Let's let's rock some shades. I'm gonna look like Trey when we do our our post game. <clears throat> so, uh, final prediction on the game. Where you at? Also, what are you drinking? Is that Blue Moon? That blue moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I think was it was it Paul? I think Paul asked me earlier. I apologize, Paul. I meant to say something. It is blue moon. Uh, I bought some of that. I've been enjoying that. So it's a little blue moon right now. But uh you know, my my prediction. So I know you were right. We caught an L last week. Um, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do another 49er win even though we caught an L last week. I'm going to know the 49ers win, and it's going to be a little closer. I think it's going to be 28-24 Niners. That's what I think. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I just want I, I want to give away hats. Like, I, I just want to give away hats. So do we. Like, like I, I'm so I, – I just want us – I want to see someone win. Yeah, three people will win a hat if the Niners win, and you listen to the pod, you get the code – We'll get that out to you. Um, Fortnite's pull this off. There's no way they lose three in a row. Right? And there's no way the Arizona Cardinals remain undefeated. Has Kyle ever lost three in a row? Yeah, I mean, Nick Mullins was the quarterback for this team, so yes. Well, yeah, I mean, with, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I really drowned myself in my my alcohol with Nick and CJ. and Oh, I forgot. I forgot about that. Um. <laughs> I think we see. I think we see the Niners win this game. I have the Niners in a big time shootout, though. I have them winning 34-27. Trey Lance four touchdown passes. Stop it. And he four. never four touchdown passes, and he never 
gives the job back. Jimmy, how's Trey looking? He's looking fucking good, man. Damn, four touchdown passes. Are you, are you talking like four yeah. touchdowns total? Maybe like two passing, two no, no, rushing? No, no. Four passing touchdowns. So he's just going to show people I can fucking slice it with the arm. Correct. I don't even need two touchdowns. Ayuk gets one. Bill gets one. I will shotgun a beer live if he throws four touchdowns live right now. If he throws four touchdowns, bro. When we do uh, the post game in my in my Trey Lance gear. Yeah, if he beer. throws four touchdowns, I will purchase a Trey Lance jersey. Although <laughs> I probably shouldn't. No, nah, don't do last that. Time I bought don't a do rookie, it. Do last time I bought a rookie jersey, your bad was, luck. Uh, um, Ruben Foster's, and we all know how that ended. So I'm not buying another rookie jersey. That's wild. Oh. Four touchdowns is quite a take. I, hey. I'm even a little like, but I'll. It's all right. It's all right. Hey, you buy the jersey. I'll shotgun the beer live. Oh, we're all gonna days. get Bobby drunk if he throws four touchdowns on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Heck yeah, Paul. Heck yeah. You'll I see another. You'll see. You'll see me going off super drunk. If he throws four touchdowns, I'll shotgun a beer with you. Like we. We'll just do it. It's. I mean, I'm 35. It's been a long time since I shot in the beer, so I'll embarrass myself, but I'll do it live. Go Dirty my- Bastards. Good point. He was on pace for four. He had two in the fr- two in the second half. Just saying. Well. I like this then, Gold Dirty Bastards. Then, then I guess I'm fucked. Gold Dirty Bastards. Then I guess I'm shotgun in a beer. It wouldn't be the first time. Just don't make fun of me because <laughs> it's not going to look pretty. <laughs> Yep. Um, we got Chicago coming up. We'll be out there. You'll be in, in. You'll be in Indianapolis, right? I'll be in San Francisco for Indianapolis game. Yeah, I know you will. I know, and I will be sloppy drunk that game too. So that'll <laughs> that'll be fine. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone's got any questions. We might just get out of here. We've gone for an hour and twenty. Jeez, um, which is a long pod. It is all good. Um, yeah. Okay, Paul had one. How quick are you dialing up a play action shot to Debo or Ayuk if Trey Lance starts on Sunday? We're Second. getting a play action, yeah, within the first two plays. We're getting a oh, we're taking a big shot in the first two plays. So yeah. Seattle was not playing a different defense at the end of the game. Trey Lance was pressured 10 times on 18 dropbacks. 18 dropbacks. 10 pressures. They played consistently cover one, cover three throughout the entire game. They do that cover three. 92% of the time in the last four games, Seattle plays the same defense that they show pre-snap as they show post-snap. Fuck Seattle, dude. Just fuck Seattle. Mm -mm. See, after this, now we got to end on a Seattle note. Like, uh, I, wa- I got to watch Ted Lasso after this. He's going to cheer me up. That's what I'm going to do <laughs> right after How the sad will Javi be when Defoe sacks Trey? I won't be that sad. I love Defoe, man. Like, that was one of the hardest, but I understood. And then now when I think about the money and Jimmy, and I'm like, oh. But that was a tough one, letting him go, because you you knew what you were getting rid of. And especially if Ken Law is not going to be able to consistently be out there, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts seeing him in that blue and white, bro. I'm not, Jen, that he'll be sad. Javi will be sad. I'm sad. Every time I see him in the blue and white, it just doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah. Doesn't make sense at all. 
Yeah, look, he looks good in blue and white. It's all right. He looks. Slim. He, I mean, he looks good in the. I mean, he looks good in the jersey. But you're talking to just a trooper. Like we we talk all our injury issues, and that like that's a dude that you didn't really have to worry about. Like he was just he just goes out there and balls. Remember when he had a thousand seventy seven snaps under Chip Kelly? <laughs> Fucking Chip Kelly. God, such a dark ages. Just Tom Sula Kelly. Like oh my lord. Man, it's amazing how quick those windows close in the NFL. Absolutely. Uh, RVFA in the comments, if Trent is rolled out, do we stand a chance against Arizona? That makes everything different. If Trent is not playing, Jalen Moore is in there. That's I tough. Mean, yeah, I mean, Trent's the number one rated tackle in football for PFF. So, I mean, losing that is like shit. But I will say the only saving grace is I don't I, I think of that if that's the case and Trent's not there, you're gonna see Trey just run for his fucking life. And I I think that's what all he's gonna be able to do. It could look ugly. I mean, but he could look could. like uh Fields versus the Browns when mm. Fields had no chance to fucking do anything. Fucking Matt Nagy. Nagy, Naggy, Naggy. <laughs> Eddie Faithful 49. As soon as I bought a default jersey, he gets traded to the Colts. That's rough. Do they do that like jersey insurance or no? Sometimes just depends. I've never purchased that. That's why I stick to throwbacks until I think a dude's staying. Yeah. I actually have not purchased a current for a 49er player. The only I, one I have is Fred. That's it. I and the Fred Fred will the be the next one. The only reason and, I bought it is he got an extension. That was it. Yeah. I have not. It's just it's his young or rice. Yeah. And I have a cap in the closet. I don't, I don't wear it. I keep the – I got it at Ross, bro. Ross was selling a cap jersey, a legit Nike jersey, for $7.99. I remember you sent me a text. Yeah, so I just bought it. And it's, I just keep it in the closet. Like, I keep the tag on it just to remind me, like, how how far he fell from grace that he was at Ross for $7.99. Like, how whack is that? But – um. Yeah, I, I stay throwbacks. I just go throwbacks. I figure can't go wrong with that. No, I, the day I buy a Kittle jersey, who knows? Who knows what happens? The trade the buy, like yeah, like, some shit. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick. To, I'll stick to the throwbacks. Yeah. Well, the uh, bold take for me was Trey Lance going to throw four touchdown passes. If he does it, <laughs> I'll, I'll whatever. I, I said it. I'll shotgun the beer on the show. I don't care. I'll fucking do it. I'll be drunk. I'm like, I'll be jacked up if he's throwing yeah. four touchdowns. That means we won. By all means, I'd be happy to do it. So let's hope the Niners win this game. They need it. It's a must win. They head to Arizona where they are very familiar after Santa Clara kicked them out last year. Um, <laughs> you see Terrence Cobbett. His last rookie he bought was Taylor Mays. Uh, sorry, God, dude. Thanks so much. <laughs> sorry, bro. That's wild. Sean Taylor. That was... That sucks. That's a rough. players. I don't. I just don't do it. I just don't buy rook. I don't buy rookies. I like wait. I wait, and if you, I think you're gonna be here for a while, then I'll buy it. But that's yeah. It. It's all good though. Uh, but remember, please subscribe, rate, review uh, on Apple. Subscribe on Google or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we do appreciate the support. Yes. Please subscribe on the YouTube page. Remember, once we get to the thousand subscriptions, we will be giving away a free. Kittle jersey, male or female. Uh, we'll get that taken care of for y'all. And then, of course, every 49er win, the 4th and Gold podcast and residency will be giving away three hats. So oh, the red, 
this khaki or the black residency hat that you see the players wear. Be sure to tune in every week. Once the Niners win, we will give the code out. Hashtag the code on our Instagram page or the Twitter page and uh, residency, and I will uh, get that out to you guys too. So uh, make sure you're supporting residency as well. Check them out on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you have them on uh, social media. They they do a great job. These hats are awesome. Um, They're nice. They're very, very nice. But until uh, until Sunday, everyone stay safe. Y'all enjoy the rest of the week. Peace. Peace.